face the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life, a new civilization, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Greetings, salutations, and welcome to Retrek. I'm Captain Jim. With me, of course, is Admiral Elliot. Hello, Nat. And Dr. Squee. Moop Steve, Deeper Dragon! And we're here to talk about the first two episodes of the latest season of Lower Decks, um, which is a weird. I know it's nice that we get two episodes dropped at once, but it's really messed with our format for covering lower decks. Yeah. Like fair, I was saying last week, just once. That's uh, I, I don't mind as yeah. once as a as a premiere of the. Story. I will I will say something actually on this. The second one I could have thought of several episodes that we could have covered. Mm-hmm. But this first episode of Voyager, we've actually covered most of the episodes. I think we have, yeah. The, yeah, only it, one, <laughs> the only one we haven't really covered at all is um, Fairhaven. And Fairhaven, we've always said that that's the episode we want to cover as a drunken episode. Oh, yeah. Have, have we covered the, um, the oh, drunken episode? So you compare it with the original series one where Scotty gets drunk with the Klingon. That's the best. No, well, no, we just get drunk while we... No, we're doing we both. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant... Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I didn't remember the drinking theme. We're doing that, both one. the Fairhaven episodes together as one drunk. in a pub because that's the only way we can manage doing that. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that at the next convention we go to. We'll have a, a live Fairhaven uh, podcast. podcast, yeah. I mean, there had to be at least one which we could cover from that because they pretty much covered every Voyager episode. It's like I was thinking, it's like, well, oh, I was nice thinking... to do an episode celebrating Voyager uh, because the 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 original series and Next Generation get a lot of love. Deep Space Nine, we've had a fair good chunk of Voyager. We've had peppered in, but not as much. And it's like, oh, not only are we having the Voyager episode, we're having every Voyager episode. That was just sweet. It was good yeah, fun. It was yeah. a lot. And we're talking, of course, about the episode Two Vix, but spelled T W O Vix, not T U Vix. So, um, yeah. And, and, as... and how does lower deck? How is, does does lower decks up the stakes on Two Vox? Two Vix, sorry. You do it with every fucking crew member. It's brilliant. Do it more. Oh, I just they just dial up the insanity just so perfectly. It's like. Right, what do they do? Right, we will just take that to the ridiculous nth degree and it just works every time. It's great. It does. I want to talk about when we get to... And I know this isn't going to be the most serious episode we've ever done, but I do want to talk about when we get to the end um, how they deal with the Tuvix dilemma because I'm not ooh, I'm not sure where it comes down on it, to be perfectly honest, but um, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, so yeah, so it's the season opener, and so there's a few things going on in terms of like plot. First of all, the the promoting everybody, so they're no longer lower decks, but they are lower decks. Should we do the credits first before we get into the meat of the episode? Just because like, Ellie's uh, usually the one who notices all the kind of little changes, but to me. I, d- I love how insane that battle scene is getting. Yeah. That the series just looks in and goes, oh, sod that, and goes off again. Yeah. Just each series is just getting more and more insane. Well, with we're, so we've got well, the, we the probe got from... The, the whale probe joint. The whale probes the there, yeah. Yeah, uh, and we've still got the... So it's the Borg Cube, 
Romulan vessel. Yeah, there's a the crystalline yeah. entity. Crystalline entity. Klingons, packleds. Yeah, it's just brilliant. It's just genius. And now we've got the will. And I'll come back to the will probe because that's given me a theory already about the main Ooh. story arc of this season. Well, that that's what I was going to mention. Is that's the other thing that they seem to have dropped in here is that we're they've done sort of smaller arc stories, but they're going all out on their. Oh, it seems like they're going well, all that, out on that's the, the very arc end for this of, one. Well, that's the very end of the episode that the show was set. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, one thing I did note, just because just we're on it, in case I forget when we if, when we get to the end or to the next episode, but I love the fact that I, I almost feel like they're trolling the fact that in the movies they use the same shots, because even though it's not the same shot because it's two different it's, ships, you've got in the thing, the thing which floats past the screen in both cases is the uh, emblem of the or the delta, if you like, of, yeah, of that the insignia. Like on one, and then Romulan yeah. one goes exactly the same way. That's got to be some sort of uh, oh. thing. I hope that's the thing they carry on doing. I hope we get like a Cardassian one floating by next episode. Or yeah, it looks like a runner. Whoever it might be, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the the episode starts out, then we're on a totally, totally classified mission, and I like that it shows the pad with everything sort of covered up. Like, I, I do like that we get uh, Mariners sort of like going... Oh, I hope it's not um, into neutral zone. They're so boring. Yeah. And then you get yeah. uh, Freeman on the bridge going, Oh, I hope it's not the neutral zone. I hate dealing with the Romulans and Mariners straight away. Yes! <laughs> I do like the fact they moved that relationship on. They seem a bit more like uh, they had a few series of them being competitive. Now they're sort of learning to work together. It's, I didn't know if they were going to do as much character progressions they're doing i'm really mm. pleased to see it really yeah cool i feel like um the the references to the neutral zone being boring must be a dig at the tng season one finale which is pretty boring I mean, um, also well it I could be it could also be that they're throwing in how boring it is because when it gets to the end of the season, we might have loads of really exciting stuff happening in the... Maybe, the yeah, maybe that's it. They're going to rehabilitate. Sort of, yeah, it is the sort of thing that do make a point of how boring something is. Like, you had, like the, how uh, stupid the Packlands were, yet they were the biggest threat to everyone. Yeah, the, true. Yeah, maybe we're going to get really fun Romulans, maybe. <laughs> um, but I'm not sure. I, I just feel like it's a dig at that episode that way. I mean, TNG, TNG Season 1 had some high points, but it had more low points, and unfortunately the finale was... Somewhere in the middle is probably fair. I mean, it's but... probably a good example, but I think you've got like a half a dozen like Romy neutral zone episodes. There's definitely a genre which they've taken the piss out. Yeah, and it's again, it's one of those lovely things whereby if that was someone who wasn't a Trekkie taking the Mickey out of it, you'd feel like you had to defend it. When it's, oh, yeah. when it's from, coming from the inside, when it's coming from Star Trek, it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I yeah. Think we, you'll get find it. we get the, it. They're not always the best episodes. You're right. <laughs> I think you'll find the episode The Defector from TNG Season 3 was a pretty good episode and it featured the Romulan neutral zone, so thank you very much. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying they're all bad. That's I, I'm saying exactly they might the kind have a point about it as a genre. Exactly the kind of argument you might use to a non-Trekkie, suggesting oh, that it's not, you see. 
Yeah, they were very badly <laughs> used in TNG with the Romulans. Yeah. A lot of the time. They could have been realize... a lot better. Sorry, we're, we're all in the wrong position. That's just good. Like, now I've noticed it. So there we go. Oh, okay. Sorry, I feel better now. We're, we're back to our normal position. I'm sorry. Like, you don't suddenly have Picard at the helm and then, you know, Riker. You do it sometimes. Does occasionally. I think you'll find one in the zero, episode. Zero, one, zero, zero, one, yeah. that he was quite, yeah, pleased to be at okay. the helm. And he made a the fight episode. of very safe hands. Let, let, let me put it another way. I've got mild OCD. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> the episode in theory where Picard was at. Anyway. Um... <laughs> So then, yeah, the, we get the reveal of Voyager, so that's the big thing for the episode. And it is just lovely all-out fan service. As anyone who's listened to us for a while knows, I am not the biggest Voyager fan. But the way like they did it in Picard, the callbacks to it, and the way they do it here, it makes me feel this warm, fuzzy affection, which I didn't necessarily <laughs> feel when I was watching it the first time. <laughs> so they're definitely doing something right if they're eliciting that reaction from me. Do you know I, do like, uh, I did like uh, Mariner's reaction when she saw it was Voyager, how excited she was. She let, she let all the sort of... Uh, Shielding dropped for a second. Yeah. But she was so excited it was Voyager and then she tries to cover her up. Oh well like Boiler will be so excited. I'm happy for him. Yeah. For me, it was like the only the one thing which came into my mind, weirdly enough, was uh the episode of Picard where they say it's like about the Enterprise D and they go, It's like, hey, why have you got all these models of the Enterprise D? It's like, oh what well, the fat one? No one wants that. And it's like yeah. my defense was it's wide, it's not fat. Voyager's fat. Like looking at that on screen, it's a fat little ship like the enterprise d's wide that's fat yeah again i've i've never been the biggest See, fan why, of the design of sleek, voyager why you just sleek like a running shoe <laughs> it's it's all fat but small it depends <laughs> what angle the enterprise d is large but it's yeah, kind of, it, kind of it's, it depends what angle you look at voyager from and i think i i do think this has been addressed by the designers like they they said the thing with voyager is that it looks amazing from certain angles and it doesn't look great from others so when they designed the enterprise e the remit was it has to look good no matter what angle you photograph it from like yeah, I think, which is why they started monkey about with the lighting on the Enterprise D before they brought that yeah. in. Yeah, I, I had to look like they need to put some money in the meter. I had a long chat one night with uh, John. I can't remember his surname now. Who designed the Enterprise D? All right. Oh, wow. And he was telling me all sorts of stuff they had to change. Um, the Enterprise D's buzzards have the bit that goes down the middle. Yeah. When they first did it, they put all this fancy affecting for the lighting mm. and then when they shot it it looked like a chicken going around on a spit in camera <laughs> <laughs> and it, which bit is the buzzard the buzzard you know the, the red, red bit front. oh at the end of the nacelles front yeah. of the nacelles the one that Boimler yeah. gets put next to <coughs> no, I, did, I didn't know the term buzzards I've, I've obviously yeah, buzzard, that one buzzard collector the buzzard, they collect yeah. the buzzards no it's a buzzard collector oh, named after those Named after the 60s scientist, uh, I can't remember his Christian name. Oh, I thought it was named after the collectors from that episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, some of the shout-outs we get then, they talk about Neelix cheese a lot, which is obviously... 
That's really <laughs> See, that's an episode we could have covered that we've we've not covered so far. Is the get the cheese to sick bay episode? But um, yeah. how have we not done that classic yet? Um, I'll be honest with you. I can't even remember which episode it is. I remember that bit, but uh, is it learning curve? I want to say it's learning curve. I'm not sure. Uh, that's the one I'm going for if anyone can correct us that's fine but yeah I'm feeling like that's late late season one Um, anyway they talk about that and that character they've got that's voiced by Neelix isn't it that that's Ethan Phillips doing the voice for that character no yes uh, isn't it no I checked the credits because I thought at one stage the the main guy was Mark Hamill but he's, um, I forget his name a bit, it's the sidekick of Conan O'Brien from his talk show. Really? That's not Ethan Phillips? I'm amazed. Not Ethan Phillips. <laughs> no, because I thought the, um, yeah, the guy who was on Voyager, who was the curator, basically, I thought that was Mark Hamill, so oh. I looked at the voices and it's like, right. yeah. Well, you thought it was Mark Hamill, I thought it was Ethan Phillips, and we were all <laughs> wrong. <laughs> oh, sorry, that was the guy you thought was Ethan Phillips. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. Um, well, that's no, half um, my notes gone oh, then. That's all I was going to talk about. Never Andy mind. Andy Richter, that's the guy's name. Up until a few <laughs> years ago, yeah, as I say, he was Conan O'Brien's uh, sidekick. So in America, they've got the main talk show host, and quite often they've got kind of a secondary host who right. sits on the side with them and just adds little jokes every now and again. Oh, and there we go, then. And then the main plot of the episode then starts with Billups and Tana get merged. And that's when what leads to everybody getting too vixed. And I like that they start using that as the term, like, too vixed him with so-and-so. And... <laughs> too vixed. We're going to be a too vixed army. Yeah. I just love the nice touch that, uh, at least on two of them, they had the uh, braid of colour from yes. Neelix, too vixed's outfit. From yeah, the, from the merge taken from Neelix's outfit. Yeah, that on, was on great. The, their outfit. It was just so good. Just, it's those little fan details they add that just um, yeah. elevate so much just just and they're everywhere oh they are yeah i mean this is the problem sometimes with covering lower decks is that we can just sit here and call out all the easter eggs we've found and it's, it's like you, oh god there's a whole youtube channels about that why not i know there is yeah <laughs> uh, the macrocosm virus that gets out from the janeway diehard yeah. episode um, we see an exhibit Honestly, of the so salamander babies. Yeah. The fact they had so many things on there and that they oh. uh, already dropped the fact that there was hollow emitters everywhere. I thought it was going to turn out to be that everything was a hologram and nothing was actually really happening. Uh, it was like there was yeah. just... But, it, oh, it certainly all happened. I, I thought somehow one of them was going to be taking the holodeck at the beginning and it was going to be one of those. That's why lower decks can be so much fun with kind of stuff like that, because mm. if it was a normal episode, you know this would have had to have been a holodeck episode to put all those things together. Yeah. You but it doesn't have to. With lower decks, you can get away with some crazier shit. Yeah, you can't do this in live action. I mean, the closest maybe we've got is when they were in the Daystrom Institute in Picard, and you had all the different things that they had locked up, which were various yeah. call-outs, but... But that's nowhere on the scale of of what they do in this episode. It uh, just, it's so lovely and it just makes it so much harder to guess, which is great as a fan. You don't want to necessarily be able to guess what's happening. No, and then exactly. you feel better if you do. And the, the crazy bit where they, they've got the hologram, so you've got Chaotica, fine. You've got the clown, 
from the yeah, episode The Thought. Oh. And even Mariner says that wasn't a hologram. But <laughs> that's yeah. not paid off in any way. It's just like, yep, yeah, well, <laughs> there you go. That was, yeah, that well, was, I've, prog- that, I've programmed him in. <laughs> you've got to say that is one of the best Voyager episodes. Uh, yeah, I like that episode. Yeah, it's, it is um, a good episode. Uh, Michael McKean. Michael McKean, yeah. 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 Oh, he's so good. Yeah. And of course, we do get, um, I forget the fella's name, but um, Janeway's love interest from Fairhaven, which. Well, we've alluded to that episode and how we're going <laughs> to. <Yeah. laughs> Although they made it so fun, like having um, uh, Tandy Newsom, um Mariner, Mariner, having Mariner uh, gang off with him, and they go, "Hey, this one I like." You know, it's like they made him fun. Like only lower decks can. <laughs> I think even watching back the original Fairhaven episodes, okay, they'll still be painful, but just mildly less so because Ooh. lower decks made them cool a bit. There's a challenge. Mildly. Mildly. A lot of the problem, mildly, I just like mildly is, is doing a lot of lifting a lot, in the sentence. A lot of the problem with fa- the Fairhaven episodes is they did a two-parter and then revisited it. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't a two-parter. It was just a I, what? Yeah, There's two in total. It just felt like yeah. a two-parter because it <laughs> yeah. was that long. It always feels like a two-parter. It does. It's, it's, it, it's it, always it, been in my head that it's a two-parter. No, sadly. Well, not sadly one, not, but it just feels like it. Isn't it? Is it the first one they just introduced Fairhaven as a concept, then it's the second yeah. one where Janeway's trying to delete the wife I to get off with him? I think so, or it might be the other way around. Uh, yeah, but it, it was an episode that did not need a sequel. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was oh, just the whole thing of Janeway and the weird to thing manipulate is, a hologram to get off with him. It was just... Why are we watching this? It's, what, really, I just don't... It's within the same season as well, so it's not like they got to the next season and went, oh, should we revisit that? Somebody in that writer's room went, you know what was a really bloody good <laughs> idea? That that Irish town shit yeah. you were talking about last week, do another one of them. No, you say that. You say <clears> that. It's definitely the guy who wrote the first one who went, you know was a great idea. The one which I wrote the other week, you know, in that bar, yeah, in the Irish bar, it's like... Oh no no that was really look just just let him have it he'll shut up for the rest of the season yeah. and let him have this one maybe Ugh. anyway this completes the trilogy then the, all those of you who felt we needed yeah. another return <laughs> <to> that. <laughs> that it needed tying up yeah it's I mean, clo- it's closed the door on it as a trilogy it's only uh, slightly less. Uh, tenuous than them calling an episode of Discovery Unification Part 3. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. yeah. It was a good episode, but it's like, really? Unification really? Part 3? Yeah. You weren't yeah. really... You're, you're taking a little little liberty right there. Yeah, that's that's like, oh yeah, um, you've got a film coming out like, you know what, let's call it Lethal Weapon 6. Like, yeah, is, yeah. is it Lethal Weapon 6? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Have you seen my new painting, The Mona Lisa 2? I, yeah. I mean, I think it's... That, it's like them um, straight-to-DVD straight movies that you get, like, all the Hellraiser sequels are just something else completely, but they call it Hellraiser something, so they could keep the rights to it. And, yeah, so that's... That's that's what that feels like. Unification three, yeah, it's got Vulcans in it. Shush. Although, if you ever get the chance, do check out the uh, straight to video um, Cruel Intentions two. It's, it's actually a pretty decent film, 
And more to the point, as a uh, young man at the time, it's got boobs in it. Uh, it hasn't, actually. No, is it has the like second when one. The second no. one definitely has. No. Is it's like it, when you made it's shower scene. Like, it's got a shower like scene with when you made throw Mama, Mama from the train. Yeah. I think you I may have been wrong on that one, but this one, genuinely, there was a shower scene. That I was a teenage boy at the time, trust me, yeah. on this one. <laughs> like, there was a, yeah, a shower scene but, in that one with some twins, and there was a bit um, later on where I don't think you see any boobs. I happen boobs. to know, though, I'm, I'm willing to let you roll with this, but what I will say is Cruel Intentions 2 was not a straight-to-DVD movie. What it was was a no. failed pilot for a potential Cruel Intentions TV show, which makes me think there probably was wasn't prequel. boobs in it. It was a prequel, though, to the first one. Are they going to do a prequel series? It's a, yeah, it's a pilot for a, a TV show. I think it was going to be unrelated, like, you know, it was meant to be. Anyway, we'll come back for the Cruel Intentions podcast one day. Cruel Intentions 2, I'm looking up now. Look it up, yeah. While you're at it, look up Throw Mama from the Train. Director video. It was released as director video. It was released it was as straight to video because it was yeah. a failed pilot. Anyway, this is the great Star Trek content you come to this podcast for. <laughs> yes. um, and I'm basically reliving the teenage boy going boobs, but it's quite a good film as well. It's, the plotting of it is good as well. It's now happens until the big twist at the end. So I remember I watched it with my mate and he went for a pee. And then he came back and we're like, what's happened? I'm like, this, 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 this. He was like, what? Now it's happened for an hour and a half. And now... IMDB's got my back. Go there on. There are boobs. Okay. There's, so there's some, I, I mean, I think it's it's, it's an AO uh, in the trivia bit, which someone's added, but yeah. Okay, I apologise. I apologise then. Maybe I saw the edited version. I was going to say, look, as a, as a young lad, I did study it quite in okay, depth it, to make sure well i'm just annoyed now because at least if it had had boobs in it when i watched it i wouldn't have wasted an hour and a half of my time but anyway oh god you, you didn't watch cruel intentions 3 that's really like that's that is bad no i've never seen cruel intentions 3 no i think it was the third one anyway I'm sure. anyway, we, anyway again we'll cover that on the cruel intentions yes um okay so i think a great joke they land in this episode is that you've got Freeman all the way through saying, well, I'll just find out what Janeway did. I'm sure Janeway found a <laughs> yeah. brilliant solution to it. And it's just such a great knowing joke for Star Trek fans because obviously there's all the controversy over yeah. and in, in a great bit of timing, I just happened to see this. It was actually... Post about ten minutes ago, but uh, just for two weeks they murdered him. They did murder yeah, him. They, they, they did. And, and I just, yeah, I, I love the way it's sort of like one of those yeah, things. Yeah, but it was okay is... when the when they murdered him in this because by the time they murdered him, it was an insentient lob of meat. Yes. Well, the thing is, in in the Voyager episode, I love the fact that even though <laughs> it is a drama, but like the whole thing is about whether or not you're gonna. Mm-hmm. Like let this person exist as one person. The ending is really, really brutal. I mean, it's yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Voyager one is proper brutal. I mean, and only Lower Decks in their inevitable style can call out like this. It's like, yeah, Jamie wasn't fucking around, was she? <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's, just, it's that thing, um, what do they call it? Dramatic irony where the audience knows something that the characters don't. 
So you're yeah. waiting for the other shoe to drop when Freeman finally reads Janeway's <laughs> yeah. report and realizes, <laughs> oops, she didn't handle it that well as it that turns well. out. <laughs> it was also yeah. Mariner basically being Jane. a voice there going, it's like, she does know that he str- she straight up murdered him, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's up pay. What was it? Um, what did they call him? Tillips. Tillips doesn't yeah. find this out. Well, it took me five minutes of looking through reports. It wasn't hidden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how do we feel about, do you think they do enough to justify it then with, well, it turned into a big blob, so it's okay to kill it this time? Oh, it's yeah. perfectly done. They even gave um, gave her the line where it was like, um, sorry, the... I'm so bad with names. Uh, Ryan. <laughs> Tandy. Tandy. I love when Tandy goes. Like, she goes, <laughs> they go, oh, I thought you were against this kind of thing. It's like, yeah, but it's a big amorphous blob. So I, I, I think my, my uh, moral thing is going to waver a little bit here. Or yeah. However she puts it. It's, yeah. a, it's ni- really well, nicely it's, placed. It's, like, it's, it's, it's just gone ridiculous. Blob of meat. <laughs> yeah. It, it's gone beyond the point where morals are an issue. This is just a blob of meat. It's not perfect. I do anymore. like how... Uh, like when Tillips is joining everyone together, he's, he's sort of pointing, yeah, then I'll go with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you have the with uh, Stevenson, he's going, yeah, that wasn't my best work. Yeah, that, that's the <laughs> bit I like to get. Yeah, sorry about that one. <laughs> and then, yeah, oh, so. You can get Admiral Elliot. Yep, made an effort, unlike exactly. the rest of them. <laughs> We oh, are... sorry, 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 sorry. Did you miss my oh, uh, Star oh. Trek dog badge? Yeah. Come on now. Okay, it's just me who's not made the effort. I'm very sorry. <laughs> um, that took me whole seconds to put on this magnetic badge. I'm, I'm really sorry. I should be able to... You'd think in my house I'd be able to reach for some Star Trek memorabilia to dress myself up, but not not in this room, unfortunately. I mean, you so. I mean you've even misspelled Spook at the... Like, that's, it's spelled CK at the end of Spock. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, I mean, we more or less wrap that episode up. We get the bit with the Klingons. I did enjoy the Klingons' little debate about, well, a spear has no honour because it's <laughs> keeping you far away from... Yeah. I thought that I, was I, just I think, a good one. Well, I do like at the end of this because... Um, it's Boiler and uh, Rutherford who saved Voyager. Yeah. And the curator's annoyed because he's got another <laughs> exhibit. And you see at the end that they're there, as they put, they're there what they've done, and they've got the cheese in front of the picture. Yeah. All I could picture in there is the Voyager crew <laughs> coming on board going, oh, that's the time when we did that. Oh, that's the time where we had the subspace aliens. And that's like, who the fuck are these guys? Yeah. What? <laughs> Oh, sorry, they hijack our ship on the way back to Earth and they get get a plaque. <laughs> I think they deserved a plaque. Yeah. Phoenix there going, they nick my cheese thing as well. I, I thought that too, says Janeway. Like, that's just well, the cheese, saved, the cheese saved the ship in the end. Yeah. And like, <laughs> they made like, the cheese the hero. All I'm saying is... Two vo- uh, sorry, yeah, Neelix is going to want some some um, some lo- royalty payments for that. Like they use. Ah uh, no, they they ditched Neelix back in the Gamma Quadrant, uh, Delta Quadrant, yeah. rather, didn't they? So yeah, it's never yeah, going to find out. All over the quadrants these days. He'll be back. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Maybe. I mean, to be honest, they can leave him there for me. But Neelix was. When when Neelix was used well, it yes. was a really good character. I'll yeah, there was that, that episode. But, but there was a lot of episodes where he wasn't used well. Yeah. 
Well, that's I, my point. It's like there was that one episode where they used him well, but apart from that, you know, it's, I mean, he was a great actor. Yeah. It was a great, like, at heart, it had the makings of a good character. It's another like, one like, where if we'd have got the Neelix as introduced in the pilot, that would have been so much more of an interesting character, but like they did with all... Well, not all, but like they did with a lot of characters and a lot of the conflicts in Voyager... They, they only lasted one episode. They, of yeah, they introduced all this setup, and then they just rounded all the rough edges off by the end of the pilot, yeah. and it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. <clears throat> I, I think it was better in the pilot, but I think still think there was some just goofiness to his character. There was goofiness the to it, but um, you know. I don't know. Anyway, so the next episode, then I have no bones. Yeah. Hold on, big boy. Oh. You were talking about the Klingons and I interrupted you. The ending. Yeah. And we see, suddenly it goes, like, we've got another Lower Decks Klingon crew who are together here. We do. And I like how you keep seeing different ships when he does this. We saw it last, last year with the Vulcans. And this, now we're seeing the Klingons in this episode. But then there's a red alert and all anything shuts down on the ship mm-hmm. and they get destroyed. And, and, they, and they get destroyed. It moves, moves funny, and it's a big white beam. Where have you seen a ship come in, disrupt all the power so they stop mm-hmm. working, and then there's some beam that, and how it's directed here, it destroys them. Right. So you think this I is think, the whale probe, or I think it's of the same. Of the same species, and I think that's why the whale probe has been put into the titles. Yeah, you think they were giving it a clue. But the one thing I'm gonna because they added the they added like the Klingon ships in when we had some with Klingon ships Romulans in when we had some with Romulans. So you think that's a clue? They added added Packlids in when we had Mm. all the Packlidark start, and now we've got the whale ships being added in. And I I like that. The only thing I'm going to add to that is just what you were saying at the beginning about the. Uh, you saw the Vulcans lower decks before, and now you're seeing the lower decks. I think basically that was probably the genesis of it. I think they did that, and they're going. Hey, it wouldn't be fun though if we did this with like we we found the lower decks on each ship. How could we do that? Oh well, we've got this thing we want to land with this, and I think that's kind of organically it, happened. It, but it makes sense that you do keep seeing the lower decks of the crews because the the, yeah. the show is lower decks. Yes, yeah. exactly, that you don't yeah. go you don't go straight. We did have. Klingon lower decks, though, yeah. in that episode, because it was called Wedge Dudge or something, wasn't it? Yeah. May I add one? Just, just to, cause, like, just a tie little bow on it all, because I think that that's what, where the whale probe only spoke to whales, and we've got a different, not as in the Welsh, but as in whales, as in the creature. Uh, the the uh, with this one, what if it wants to make contact with only lower decks crew like that's oh, why we're well, be lower cool. decks crew before it, like only when I, lower decks are, are in charge they try and communicate but they accidentally kill them every time yeah that'd be good actually i i've got a feeling that the federation are going to be okay because of uh, all the cetaceous um ops that they have on board maybe yeah maybe they're gonna step up this time I mean, you could even have a like a huge joke about it. It's like, uh, well, like uh, we'd like to speak to whales because we thought they were the uh, superior life form. Well, we think your lower deckers might be. Yeah, that'd be really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could have a lot, of, so much fun with that. Or even have it's like, well, we we just like to think, to speak to the more simple members of your species. Mm-hmm. That's our thing. <laughs> just really insult the lower deckers. 
And then, and then they could save the day and, yeah, get their kind of honour back as well. So that moves us on to the Romulans, which is how the next episode opens. And the episode's called I Have No Bones, Yet I Must Flee, which I only just got that when I looked at my notes now. So I'm like, right, okay. So I remember seeing it and thinking, that's a weird title. And then I, even after watching the episode, it didn't twig why it's called that. But um, I've got it eventually. I, I, I what I love about that end. is... It's- what I love about it is it's such a classic. It like it feels like the um, yeah. um, Discovery tried to do it, but it's like it's almost like they went too long with their episode titles. They yeah, were trying to do but, an original series feel, and they did conjure a bit of it, but they just didn't quite nail it. But and I feel like Lower like have done it better. Yeah. yeah, this sounds like a classic original series, but it's just such a dumb title. Yeah, it's just perfect um, yeah. Lower Decks. It's peak Lower Decks. We, you, you told me the other week about like using the word mid. I'm going to say this is peak Star Trek. Peak, um, yeah. With that title. Now, a little bit, I'm sure Elliot will have picked up on this as well, but the Romulan ship is, the bridge is aligned differently, and so it's based on early concept sketches of the Romulan um, yeah. warbird, oh, where okay. it was designed to basically fly on its side from how we usually see gen- it. Ne- next, gen- <coughs> next generation versions of Warbird, yeah. not original series. Yes. And so then, just like use the models of the Klingons. <laughs> and then they decided it'll fly horizontally, yeah. for want of a better word, so they rotated which way around the, um, the cockpit was facing. Uh, but this is what it, what it would have Sorry, looked like. You're, you're... James, your feed cut at the perfect moment there for a second it's like the cock ah okay it did with it <laughs> well it's okay perfectly so. timed freeze i did it on purpose yeah 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 delete whenever it's just ironic <laughs> and yeah so again though we get lower decks romulan crew yeah we do. And, I just, and i just love how they're going I'm plotted against Captain. Huh. Your scheme is nothing compared to my scheme against the Captain. <laughs> yeah, and the oh, Captain's I, I, I like, like, the, like, I know oh, you're God, all the scheming. Got everywhere. They're the worst at trying to get out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're cleaning, like, the torture room way. They complain about cleaning the... The holodeck. Uh, the holodecks. It, it's also, like, it feels like they, they've... Uh, because they've been doing this for so long, they know which of the people who they torture are worse to get out of the seat than the <laughs> yeah. other ones. That's yeah. just a lovely little grotesque touch. And yeah, I do, I do enjoy that the captain's very aware of it. Like, I know you're all yeah. planning on killing me, but if we can just concentrate on what we're doing at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, if you're not aware of a Romulan ship. Jeez. Yeah, can we... Yeah, can we uh deal with this red alert so I can get back to scheming against you all. Yeah. I mean, at, at least with the Klingons, if you feel like you're doing a good, honourable job, you have the confidence that, yeah, people might try, but generally you're going to keep the crew on side. With Romulus, yeah. you don't know who the fuck's going to be scheming against you. Everyone is scheming against you anytime. The paranoia you must have lived with for that or Cardassian as well is the other good one for that. Yeah. Maybe we'll get a Cardassian yeah. next week. Let's, we'll find out. That'd be nice. <gasps> Garrick. Bring me, give, oh, give me Garrick. Garrick yeah, we good. might, yeah. we might. Well, I, I don't want to have Garrick because I was off to say, I do want us to get Yeah, Garrick, but he escapes. Not, not in this sort of scenario because I think that we could have a scene for the first four or five episodes, three, four or five episodes 
where a different species ship gets attacked by. I think that's all. what we're going to get. So, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. wiping out all the all the usual suspects that we might go. Oh, it's so so. Oh, it's so so. Oh, it's so so. Oh yeah. We'll attacked one by one. Elliot, let me give you this though. What if you have a Kardashian ship with Captain Garrick on board, like the, from the new Kardashian, and then you get it blown up? You think like you know for episodes they leave it hanging there, mm-hmm. like that he's had a skin of death skin of evil type death and then you have like uh, him appearing on the on uh, on the cerritos and he goes like oh well it's easy how to escape and they mirror how an arbor and tain escape so like they have the same yeah. thing as like with his dad he he seems to have de- died in an inescapable oh uh, that'd be cool out. yeah that would yeah. be very good and we know that andrew robinson's been in a recording booth recently yeah, we do. And if you have a kind of like a conspiracy thing, who better to land that with the Federation than Garrick? That would yeah. be good. I've just wondered, and this is just complete making some up now, but we had uh, the Klingons in the first episode, the Romulans in the second episode. I'd be interested to see who it is next episode, see if they're going to do it chronologically by who the big baddies were. Because the Klingons were introduced first, then the Rom... Oh, no, they weren't, were they? Sorry, it was the other way around. Balance of Terror was before Erin de Mercy. Um, I got it wrong. And it, no, it's just the Romulans, although they were introduced first, they hadn't been seen yet for another, yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, no, I got it wrong No, no, they were seen so, after, just not prior to that. So my theory's out the window. Never mind. Because it would have like been that. it would have been the Ferengi next if that was the case, but never mind. Made a fool oh, of no, myself. Oh no, no, Archer met the Archer met the Ferengi in like. Oh uh, uh, the... yeah, okay. Well, if we're gonna bring that in, I mean, Archer <laughs> met everyone. They were just like, like yeah, yeah, don't right, say no. your name. The reality is, we can't. See, it's like a Ferengi lower decks isn't gonna be a shock because we saw shock to us because we saw what went on with the waiters in Quartz Barons. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So it seemed like the the lowest. <laughs> Mm. Okay then, so we we've got Boimler's got promoted, and we find out that he's got a dent in his bunk that he calls Denty, which is very nice. <laughs> and, um, but the main mission is there's another menagerie, and they've got to rescue humans from it. And I love the way it's just like, oh yeah, loads of people have got menageries and humans are always getting locked yeah. up in them by mistake and we just have to go let them out. It was also nice, but the way they did put these episodes together for the sort of a two-part uh, premiere, it, it is nice that you have this kind of ongoing storyline with they get promoted near the end of the last episode and then you kind of get the fallout mm. and them come to terms with it and uh, you get Rutherford trying to become a lieutenant himself it's all it is you know if you're gonna have two episodes which you are going to show back to back these make a lot of sense together yeah yeah Yeah, i know when i was a big fan you heard that we did yeah and i agree with and this and this uh calls back to what you said last episode that these constant character development through lower decks Mm -hmm. because it'd be so easy with an animated series it'd be such an easy trap to fall into that was episode of the week and it was the same characters in the same position and there was no development of them. It had been so easy to fall into that. With Ransom, you'd think that, like, he was probably going to stay the same as he was, but, like, he's soft and he's, he cares about his job. You should, you're now seeing... Yeah. I, I feel like you had to with the first few series, especially the first series, you had to have him being that um, 
himbo, arrogant uh, yeah. git of a character, basically. So then when you do soften the edges, you can see the difference. Yeah. And now you're, you're bringing in why he got to that position. You don't get to the position where he's in as, as a first officer if you're completely incompetent. Yeah, he's an arrogant prick, but he, he does care. He does have some ideas in his head. It's just he gets in his own way the way everyone <laughs> yeah. in the series does, basically. And the main thing with this episode is it shows that he has solved the mariner problem like he's worked <laughs> out how to manage her which no one yeah, else has ever no one done else before and don't you like all the way through this episode because we saw this previously the sexual tension between mm. the two of them and it's sort of like has vanished and then you're getting it again all through this because you even got like the other ensigns with them going are you two breaking up? Yeah, <laughs> that's nice. That ensign was a lovely touch to get him in there. Yeah, he's sort of looking at it and he's going, I'm not sure dynamic. Are you? And it's like, are you two breaking up as if they are, are a couple and we know they're not being a couple? Mm. Yeah, uh, uh, and it was... Um, oh, so one thing which we didn't mention last, very, very quickly, I do love the fact they had a very quick callback to the Strange New Worlds episode they crossed over with. Yeah. Oh, yes, that was great. good, yeah. I just want to, like, acknowledge yeah. it, and, yeah, we don't have to do any yeah. time on it, but it's yeah. great. Yeah, just like how they go, this is strange. Nah, not as strange as what we did with the Pike thing. Yeah, the, the thing we're not going to mention about Pike. Yeah. <laughs> now, a real sort of deep cut this episode that I enjoyed, and I didn't spot it until the second time, is in the Menagerie, it's got that, like, three-headed Hydra thing that Q very briefly appears as in Encounter at Farpoint. Uh, just like that's yeah, I, that, that's like not, two seconds of screen time thirty years ago, but we're calling back to it. Like <laughs> I thought, this was also a lot, to, lot of a callback to the animated series, mm. and I can't remember the name of episodes. And it's the one where Kirk and Spock get get taken and prisoner in, in a menagerie. Yes, yeah. Can I, also I, I thought that would have been a great episode. If we if this had fallen normally, this, that would have been a great episode to cover with this because mm. we covered the animated series so rarely. I mean, it's a really good episode, actually, for loads of little subtle touches like that. So you've got one, uh, when they're moving out of their old quarters, you've got uh, Tandy and her little thing has got a picture of the dog from that episode. Yes. And you've got... Uh, um, and Pointless, he's got Pointless the plate. plate. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I, I was watching for it. I was watching and I was really disappointed because he never picked up his poster. The hottest best stop. Oh, oh, that would have been nice. Yeah. That would have been nice, yeah. His pinup. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we talk about then the the latest Star Trek sensation which has taken over all the memes? <laughs> I love the fact that moopsy has got this <coughs> subtle Midwestern accent. It's a, it's a weird little <laughs> touch which I love. It's just like Moopsy. It just, just goes Moopsy. up at the end a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, we're talking about Moopsy. And uh, you know what? All this I'm, marketing and everything that you do in Moopsy, you could have done I'm not that being with funny. Murph. I'm not being funny. Mm. Next Trek convention we at, who's buying themselves a Moopsy as soon as someone's got them on sale? Oh, yes, there will be Moopsy <laughs> sellers everywhere. Moopsy is essentially this year's badgie. Like, yeah. I, I love the fact that, I mean... They really know what they're doing for, like, um, 
Like, this is going to be the cute thing everyone's going to be talking about this week. Yeah. Dick's just, the writers know what they're doing the, with, in a character like that. Kind of remind the, me of the Patingian Doctor I mean, I don't often reference the 13th Doctor when I'm talking about all marks <laughs> of kind of references, but this was kind of similar. But they have the very, very clever. Yes. What they put in the episodes will go into memes straight away, which goes straight into popular culture. Yeah. Yeah. Mootsy, I think, seems to have caught on more so, I would say, than anything Lower Decks has done so far. Yeah. With how quickly it's caught on. I don't know. Badgie was kind of similar. I think maybe a little more, but, like, Badgie did pretty well. Badgie did do pretty well. Here's an interesting question for you. Who's more evil out the cute air? Cute um, sort of baddies, Moopsy or Badgie? Which is Badgie? Because Badgie's yeah. being evil. Moopsy is acting on instinct. That's animal. That's not evil. Fair enough. Evil okay. has to include intent. So the follow-up question is: Which one would you rather have to fight, Moopsy or the bunny from Monty Python's Holy Grail? Oh, that's oh. a good one. I thought you were going to say a Badgie because it would totally be Moopsy because Badgie's clever. I like, think, he's I think the rabbit. The rabbit. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I reckon I could knock together a holy hand grenade. Yeah. And I know how to count to three. Ah, that's it. Yeah. One, well. two, four. <laughs> <laughs> Five is right out. That's out. <laughs> yeah. I do feel like uh, Moopsy <laughs> shares some DNA with the bunny from Holy Grail. Talk about the Holy Grail. We had um, like an activities week last week at work, and I made uh, one of the managers because we did this Holy. They went, "Oh, you're going on the quest for the Holy Grail." They sort like sit down on paper escape room, and I went, "Oh, we're bringing in our empty husks of coconut." She sort looking blank, and I went, "Right, go home." Watch Monty Python's Holy Grail on Netflix. And she That's did. why you messaged me asking if we still had the... <laughs> I did actually go buy a coconut and... <laughs> so we went into it, sort of doing the... <laughs> Um, nice. I was pleased earlier when I managed to get a, a um, Superman 3 reference out of work because someone said about using two keys for something. I go, oh, because if you need to let off a nuclear device like in Superman 3 and then you need to tape a guy who's unconscious to yourself and then pull him at the right moment just so you can let off the keys at the same time. I got a lot of blank looks, but I didn't give a shit. I was so pleased with myself. I was like taking shit off of getting that reference out. Both but, um, keys at back- the same time. <laughs> yeah. But uh, getting back to the episode, what I really love and what's really impressive about this is that as much as uh, we know how wonderful it is and as much as, like, I'm sure it's got a decent following, let's face it, this is on Paramount+. Plus. The amount of people in the UK or the amount of people worldwide even compared to, like, what Star Trek used to get watched by, it's it's, it's a fraction. And, I mean, still, I'm I'm sure doing great uh, for streaming and everything else. And it's, like, obviously they're doing enough business with it to keep it going, but... To get the recognition of Moopsy and enough people saying it like that, enough people interested, and make it viral like this, with relatively that fewer people mm. watching, is is that's even more impressive. Yeah, and and it, and that's what will keep people kind of subscribing, letting people, people curious about it. It's just so clever the way they make things so viral, and you know, and when you do something like that, the more people who watch it, who then aren't uber geeks like us who just go oh yeah. that was a viral thing i want to check that out 
I wonder how many people at this stage are watching Lower Decks who don't know all these deep cut references, and obviously it's still working, which is incredible. Because yeah, I, I can't see beyond the fact that I know all the references. I can't imagine it without them because there's yeah. so many, and I know them all. The, yeah, or most of them. There's probably some deep cuts even I'm the, missing. Yeah, yeah. like to be fair. There's probably a lot that we are missing because there are so many little Easter yeah. eggs. Yeah, of course, yeah. But, but like, imagine what someone, someone says it, it go, I go, yeah, I know that. I, oh, yeah, of course. And, but if people who haven't watched every episode of Star Trek are watching it and still enjoying it, that shows you the plot are, are standing up to that benchmark. It, it shows it how cleverly it, written it is. Yeah, it shows you that it's, it's clever, it's good writing, it's a good story, mm. it's got good humour. And it's not relying on the Easter eggs for the humour. Well, and it's so tough because, like, some of the reference, some of the Easter eggs, to me, and and I mean, maybe it's not so much if if you don't know what they are, but to me, they seem so pointed and so obviously there. <coughs> obviously, if you don't know all that, they just seem like, oh, that's a weird thing that they're talking about. It's fine, you know. Like, obviously, it's subtly enough done that you can watch it without knowing that. Like, it, I just find did you like the little? Did you like the part where um, Ransom and then? Uh, Shats I was about to say. Are, are doing I know exactly what you can say. They're doing the exercise. Yeah. And, they've, and they've got on the Bev Crusher and uh, Diana Troy. Yeah. It is time. my favourite. It is my favourite deep cut references possibly so far on Lower Decks. It's just so bad shit. Well, it's like, oh my God, you're doing that. Who thought you were going to do the uh, gym outfits from yeah. one episode of Next Generation for about like two minutes? Is that scene? Yeah. Genius. Uh, I just love how they're doing the, the same exercises and like it's a big thing that you do these and the way and this is standard like attire for the yoga or what uh, aerobics class that they do. Yeah. And then it's yeah, it's cheap. Yeah, we can go have something because we've done our exercises. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it's like I, it just you almost want <coughs> to weep. Like, you know, who thought that Star Trek would be getting this deep? This it's into like, it. This like, kind of like just crazy deep cut references for a fun little animation. And it's just, it, it's, it's great. It, it's why I couldn't resist um, getting their, uh, getting a screen grab of them and, uh, <laughs> and pasting them sat on top of Voyager for our thumbnail for this yeah. week. Because I just thought it was, it was the perfect place to pay, place them. No, it is. It's a great reference. One thing I want to say about this episode, though, is this episode, no doubt, will be remembered for the debut of Moopsie, and rightly so. Yeah. But we get the name, the device that, as we know, is the most important device in all of science fiction, and now we know it's called the Tucker Tubes, which this is a hugely momentous no, moment. Yeah, and... The and we get the new one, the Phillips tube. Yeah, that's it. Phil Phillips, sorry. Exactly. So, yeah, so... We've added to it, so there's now three... And he's managed to do it without uh, breaking the Heisenberg compensator. Yeah, it's the fact that he goes, there's three tubes. Which, which the Heisenberg compensator, which is named after another scientist, but Rodenbury came out with it, of how the, uh, for how the transporters work at yeah. the convention once he goes... Well, it's the Heisenberg compensator that makes them work. No, no, it's more to the point because no, it's my point. <coughs> it's like he got uh, he get he got asked quite 
uh, you know, quite a few times at convention, like, how do the Heisenberg compensates work? Very nicely, thank Very you. Very nicely, Ooh. thank you. <laughs> Genius. Oh, I'll tell you, Will. But I also like when the third, when the third, I like when the third tube gets added, mm. and that, and like, even though Rutherford's angry about it, he's still impressed. Oh, he is, he's yeah. Not, he, but he's still there, and I still don't know what to do. Which is that little callback because they, they appear in so many sci-fi's just as a thing. as a prop because the because they look like a cool sci-fi thing that yeah. do nothing. And he's there. I don't know what to do. Which is talking to us as the audience. But now, can, that... can we go through the Rutherford arc? One <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry, of course. Yeah. No, I just thought since since we're on that kind of thing, because yeah. I I do also love the fact that he's still going through all this crazy shit to one up this guy, and like he well, goes like, like he's getting one upped. It, yeah, exactly. He's trying to get promotion, and he he's being one upped. No, no, but I'm even... saying he's trying to do this really yeah. impressive thing. And the more the other guy one ups, he tries to raise his game, and yeah. it, the other guy's always being him. So they're one upping each other, if you will. Uh, and I just love the fact that, or he's trying to one up him when the other guy is. Uh, I just love the fact that at the end he goes like, uh, I mean, geez, I just wish I'd accept the promotion every time I got given it. And it's a lovely little moment between him uh, and uh, Noel Wells. Tandy, uh, where they, you know, he's going like, uh, I just didn't want to leave you, and they don't yeah. linger too much, and it's just a nice little sweet moment. And then she goes like, um, can can you just ask one of the promotions you got before? He goes, Oh no, everything moves on so quick. It's like, oh, she had that promotions. Could could he get a promotion for that thing you did that time? Yeah, sure. <laughs> and he just takes yeah. the pip off the other guy. He goes, sorry, yeah. like they've only got one pip to give out. <laughs> yeah, nice touch. Like why they could promote them both? There's no reason, but it's just yeah. so lower next him to do that. Yeah, it was great. It's just like he just throws it to him, and the other guy's like, ah, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's again really good fun episode. One thing I did notice sort of watching these back to back and I think this is perhaps a, a negative of doing this is that both the episodes had one plot going on on an outside location in the first one it's Voyager second one it's this menagerie where you've got things that have escaped and they've got to sort it all out and then you've got the other plot going on back on the ship and so it, it just hit me that watching these two back-to-back, dropping at the same time, structurally, these are fairly similar episodes. Yeah. And I, I just think that's a shame, but it's a shame. It's not the writer's fault. It's just the way they've dropped them. You're like, oh, okay, they were... The, the content of the episodes were very different, but structurally fairly similar. But so weirdly, also... I thought it took the sin off it that it did feel like a two-part, so it's like, mm. even though it's structurally similar, yeah. it almost... Like, but I do get your point, yeah. Yeah, it, it do, it, the workers, they do work seeing them together because of the promotion thing and how they react yeah. to it straight away. I actually wonder if you separated them, if it would be even more um, noticeable that they had a similar structure. Because until yeah. you mention, now you mention it, it seems so obvious to me, but yeah. I didn't pick up on that one. I yeah, it wasn't it something it... that's been glaring to me. Uh, it's maybe. No, just... I do agree. Now you say it, I don't think you're wrong. I just I didn't pick up on. Yeah, that. yeah. I think because they've come out together, you don't notice as much. Yeah, maybe it just yeah. As I say, I was a bit tired when I, I, I watched both of them back to back, so maybe I I wasn't focusing as much on the content as a, so I just kind of 
almost got an overview of them, whereas if I'd have been watching intently, I'd have been more invested. I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean, there was something that when when I um, when I watched them back, I, I, it was funny because there was that ongoing uh, plotline with them mm. all becoming lieutenants. I'd sort of forgotten... Lieutenant Junior Grades. Yes, but I'd forgotten where the break was. So, like, some bits in the first episode, I thought it actually cut a bit earlier in the other other episode. Yeah. I I think... I mean, I don't know if they did that on purpose. Maybe they did cut it at a different point so they could make it feel a bit more two-par-ish. I don't know. I I wondered if... Because there seemed to be a sort of, like, an end to the episode, and there was a... No, because I thought... The last about three minutes of the um, first episode to me, felt like almost like a little coder on it. It didn't feel unnatural on unplayed, but it didn't feel like it was... If you cut it there before those three minutes, mm. it, it would have made sense in an episode, basically. And then you got those that extra little bit. Oh. Maybe. I don't know. Either way, it was enjoyable 45 minutes of TV, so... Agreed. Um, Shall we leave it there, then, and we'll be back next week to talk about whatever the next episode is. Can we mention how the beat moves it? Oh, sorry, yes, of course we can. Because it's funny. Gone to Woodford, but I do like how the the beat moves it. Like, we get Ransom and Mariner have the little tiff, and Mariner going, well, you have to demote me, I overheard you, and Mm -hmm. he's, no... Because I want to take the effort that I don't need to be on your case, <laughs> and that was really nice because it's like they they didn't <clears throat> they didn't patronise the audience. I I think no. they knew that we'd know the second he said that we'd know what he was getting at. Yeah, yeah. but it was ambiguous enough for her. It was nicely done. It didn't they didn't try. Yeah, and, um, yeah. He's not yeah. trying. He's not trying to trick her. He has faith. He's overheard. He knows what she's been I mean, doing. I, I don't she mind tricks to be promoted. I don't mind trickery if we're going to get tricked, but I think they knew we weren't going to. It was written yeah. in that way, and it yeah. didn't feel... Pat- you know, episodes can feel patronising. They're going, it's like, oh, well, they'll never spot this, and it's really obvious. Yeah. You know, there's nothing worse than that. When no, they this genuinely was... trick you, it's great. But this one, I think they knew they weren't going to trick you, so they sort of sold it. Yeah. Way. Yeah, they, they just, Ransom just immediately went, no, I'm not going to be on your case for more than a week because I've got faith that you can do a job. Yeah. I don't need to be. I know what you've been doing. You're capable. And I think it's the joy that they both take for her smashing his teeth out. Like, yeah. It's just <laughs> they're both happy about it. Like, like he's happy that the uh, beating moves in. She just wants to take her anger out on him. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the grin that he's got afterwards. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really good fun. And it turns out, of course, that it was the humans who'd let Moopsie yeah. out. Um, yeah, it was, it was the uh, the palm tree was upside down. And like, yeah, the umbrella. Did you open up the thing to Moopsie's? Oh, for crying out loud. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they thought they had to let Moopsie out and it killed the curator. They could take over at Melandry because the site was really profitable. Yeah. <laughs> I also Which like, sounds I... very Ferengi. Does I sort actually. of like the fact that they didn't have the volume up on the on the humans in the thing, so you just got them like facing other and swearing each other. Yeah, like, just telling, like yeah. they're clearly telling each other to go fuck themselves because you ruined the plan, <laughs> and it's just great that you don't hear it because it leaves it up to your imagination a bit. Then, because they're not sw- scared about uh, swearing in this episode because you didn't no, get the Holy, holy fuck when Moops is sat straining people's uh, bones. You know what I will say is I found, even though the swearing is there, I think it kind of puts a um, a pin on what I 
didn't like in the previous series, I realized it wasn't the fact they were swearing that I didn't like. It was the fact the way some of the swearing almost like felt artless, a little bit forced to me. Whereas mm. in this series, this I think one, I didn't even notice the swearing because it was because more it was sort of more, nat- more natural. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like it's, it's, the swearing, the like the literally swearing at um, like what Moose is doing, and it's like. Fucking hell! Yeah, exactly. To be fair, that is what you would say. Yeah, whereas like with the there was a sex episode with the engineer in the uh, yeah, previous series. Yeah. That to me, I don't know. I I didn't like it. Just felt un Star Trek somehow. Whereas this felt perfectly Star Trek with a swearing in it, which isn't a Star <laughs> Trek thing, but it, it it worked. That's the only way I can describe it. Sometimes it works. Now in new Trek, I think they've worked Trek. out how to do it. A new trick swearing is a thing. Oh, that annoys thing. me though. It always seems like. like what annoys why, me is if, if you, you removed a couple of swears, if it could be a family show, just do it. Why not? Yeah. Why, yeah. why, 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 why have you got to put put fuck to make it not kid orientated? When you can take that out and increase your audience. The the only one that I think really landed was Admiral Sheer Fucking Hubris. I thought that one was, that was good. Nice. But <laughs> other than that one, you could have easily dropped the rest yeah. of them and it didn't Which is anything. also, coincidentally, in the Vine diagram, the good moment from Picard Series 1. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, man, I enjoyed some of it. But anyway, we won't get I, I, onto I, that again. Uh, right then, so next week a new episode of Lower Decks and we'll see oh. where that leads us. We could end Jim, up I have no idea. Anything. I have no idea what it's called. I have not seen any trailers or anything for it, so it's a complete surprise. We don't know what the episode is. We don't know what the partner episode is going to be, but there's one thing we do know, gents. We'll have a little bit of the old uh, recheck news next week. Oh, yes. I, well, we've got the recheck news up. Oh, yeah. oh! No, we we had Star Trek Day. Oh, we did, we yeah. Did. And I just I I didn't watch a lot of it, but I watched the um one with Ransom and what. Yeah, I watched that. Name? That was a bit. Of I was really really pissed off actually watching it because they mentioned like the new new Star Trek, and not once. Did they mention or show anything of Prodigy? I know. It's like, it's, it's like they've cut it out of their history. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It is. Well, I, I, don't, I don't think we're going to get in these shows. If they're not planning on showing the episode, which they obviously haven't got a bar at the moment, unless and until they get a bar, and even then we'll see, and, I don't think we're going to get any... I don't I don't know. And I'm not being funny, but should he... Should even the actors have been on there promoting their stuff mm. with the strike? Yeah, I mean that's that. You know, we'll we'll leave that to the yeah. unions that's and the lawyers and. But it, yeah, it did, I was it did it occur to me that, like, well, this. wait a minute, because yeah, the thing with having Jerry O'Connell do it. Um, it's yes, he's acting in the role of a presenter, but he is also an actor on one of the shows. So, yeah. and you also, well, yeah. May I throw out? I unless I'm wrong because I I haven't seen any of the stuff, but I haven't seen any of the stuff released, which probably leads me to believe the following. I believe there was no trailers. There was no new footage from Star Trek. There uh, was, was no new footage from Discovery, Discovery was shown. Oh, was that okay? Because yeah. I wondered scene if maybe was shown, yeah. 
Oh, okay, because it's like the limited, certainly the limited aspect of what. But the network are allowed to promote it. That's fine. Well, that's it's the just... thing I'm wondering. I'm wondering if they had specific like. I bet they checked that to the nth degree. I Even bet though it they seems did. to us like they're breaking it. I bet they checked everything they did. And the fact that there is, like you see previous, like last year's one was glorious. It was a stream full of surprises, mm-hmm. full yeah. of music from the series, full of clips from, from all the series coming up. Whereas with this, it sounds like that Discovery clip was pretty much it for new stuff. Uh, yeah. Which, as you say, the network can advertise it because it's already in the bank. So probably the fact that Discovery was already in the bank and filmed and they're able to show it is probably gets on the radar. I think it's new stuff you can't plan, you can't write, you can't, you know, yeah, you can't do anything towards yeah, new material. It, if it's already in the bank, I think that probably is the... Well, yeah, is not meant to promote the sh- any of the shows on the networks? Yeah. Um, but, well, I'm, I'm just wondering, wondering if, if it's if, because he's presenting something rather than acting in something, whether oh, that... that yeah. Because yeah, that he he would definitely get away with because uh, thing uns- every, anything unscripted can be shown. Presenting, I'm taking it probably falls under that same kind of bracket. There are certain things you can do; it's just scripted stuff. And, yeah. You know, right anyway, we'll something. we'll leave that to the. But yeah, Star Trek Day was nothing yeah. this year. Um, yeah. But there we go. Um, so next time, as I say, we'll be back doing that. In the meantime, you With can... Some, and we will definitely have re We will news. have Retrek news, specifically Retrek news Exciting. next week. Exciting. Um, but we're, we're embargoed at the minute. But yeah. um, next week, definitely. And, yeah, you can get in touch with us, retrekpod at gmail.com, at retrekpod yeah. on the things... Um, and Retrek Model Studios on YouTube. Elliot's finishing off the flying sub from... Yeah, from Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. And I got the perfect yellow colour on it. I took the yellow plastic, and after five layers of different paints, I got the perfect colour yellow. (laughs) Perfect. And um, what have we got? (laughs) Oh, Kingy's Toy Box on YouTube. Ooh, I might have, I might... Maybe, maybe we might soon have some new He-Man figures to talk about because anybody who is not in the He-Man toy collecting community won't know this because why the hell should you know this? Um, But there has been major delays on those action figures being distributed, but there's whispers at the minute that that might be getting resolved. So you never know. Can you just put mine back up a second? Yeah. Anybody who's not subscribed to my YouTube channel, Retrek Model Studios, I'm fast approaching 500 subscribers, and there will be something very, very exciting happens when I hit 500. So it is worth subscribing if you're not subscribing. May I also add, if you're not subscribed to uh, Retrek Model Studios, Elliot has found your address out. He knows where you live. He will break legs. <laughs> Just putting it out there. And Dr. Squee, what have we got going on on the Dr. Squee show? 
Well, we were just back this week from hiatus uh, while I was moving, and we did do, of course, um, the uh, much vaunted and <laughs> much delayed episode where I was talking to uh, uh, Laura Duff, who is a uh, women football ambassador and coach and all these sorts of things. Uh, next week, because I'm in the middle of trying to uh, redo up my bank of episodes, so I've got some interviews in the bank, we're probably going to do a little music episode. So please join me uh, six till... Um, oh, sorry, the band's gone. Please join me 6 to 8, sw20radio.co.uk, where we'll be just playing some tunes, having a little bit of chatting, a little bit of a catch-up. It'll be a good time. And thanks for trekking with us this time. We will see you next time on the Retrek. Thank you. Goodbye. LLAP and Dreadoff. <laughs>